ones to follow. This is Black Bookers on Radio Tab. Good morning, everyone. Black Bookers for Monday, the 13th of November. Let's make a start in southeast Queensland. We had a good day at Eagle Farm on Tuesday to coincide with Melbourne Cup Day. Nine races there. And, of course, we had ten at Doombin on Saturday. I found one out of Eagle Farm and two from Doombin. Let's go to Eagle Farm first up. And this man called Old Song contested a Class 1 first up at 1,400 metres. It was the seventh race of the day. Now, she's only lightly raced. She had a one-start campaign back in the winter of 2022 and was respectable that day. And then she had three runs during the autumn of this year in her second campaign. I recall the day she won her maiden at Doom and she was impressive. She really hit the line hard and beat them easily. Anyway, she was first up on, on Saturday, on Wednesday, on Tuesday, get it right the third time, uh, settled at the back of the bus in what was a moderately run affair. There was no tempo on. Came to the outside of the top of the straight. I thought her finish was generous. Now, as I said, she's only had the, the five career starts. She'll be fitter next time out. I'm looking at 1,400, maybe even to a mile. I'm sure she'll run well. She, she's on a loose mark, only a 61 rater. Her run was good first up. You stay on her trail, old song. Looking at Doomman on Saturday, it was hard not to like the run of Fine Shot, the central Queensland three-year-old. Now, this stable, Nick Walsh, the trainer, has a very, very good strike rate. And he doesn't come to the city too often, but when he comes, he either collects or goes close. Fine Shot had been unbeaten in three runs at Rockhampton over a distance range of 1,100 and 1,200. On each occasion, impressive, but on each occasion, gave them a start and gave them a beating. On Saturday, he lined up at a three-year-old over 1,200 metres and his chances, his winning chances, nosedived at the start with an average getaway. In fact, he was equal last out. And that's where he settled down on the rail. Now, like uh, the race I was telling you about with Old Song, they didn't go hard in this race and it was a dash home. Justin Stanley rode a good race. He saved every inch of ground possible. So granted, this horse didn't come wide. He came along the rail. But there was a lot to like about his finishing effort. His sectional breakdown, just for the record, impressive, 33-38, 21-71. Love it when they can break 22 at home at 11.06. So the figures are outstanding. The run was good. And the one thing he did show by that performance, there should be no drama with him going to 13.50 or 14.00. And the reason I bring that point up is that in two weeks' time at the Tattersall's meeting in Doombin on the 25th of November, there's a 13.50-metre three-year-old event. And I am almost certain that fine shot will go to that, and I'm almost I'm almost certain as well he'll be very hard to beat. So his run was excellent on Saturday, and as was the performance of this quality mare, Comrade Rosa. She contested the Keith Nowd first up. She drew a wide gate, and most expected it would be too short for her, and too short it was, but nevertheless, she passed a lot of runners in the straight. Again, a good ride, weaving between runners, uh, navigating a path, but hit the line well. Now, she showed last campaign she went to a new level. Uh, when we first saw her here in southeast Queensland, we thought she'd be a you know a, a handy metropolitan Saturday horse. Well, she rose above that level. She won the listed Bright Shadow, and she won the, rather the listed Helen Coglin, and she won the Group 2 Dane Ripper. So she's got black type against her name. She performed very well during the Winter Carnival. There's no reason she won't perform well during the Summer Carnival. Just where Tony got on the heads with her remains to be seen, but there are certainly a few options on the table. But judging on her first up run, she'll be hard to beat next time out. Stay on her trail, not only next time, but right through the summer. So Comrade Rosa, fine shot, and old song, my three to black book 
out of racing in southeast Queensland. Jared Daffy joins us now. Jared, good morning. Morning, David. Albion Park on Thursday night. Tell us about the run of Jen's Joy, who contested race six. You liked it? Yeah, the two black bookers ironically ran in the Ipswich Cup the previous week and were were both beaten by Bears Bullet. But Jen's Joy returned to Albion Park. She had the red. She actually ran third in that Ipswich Cup, only beaten three quarters of a length by Bears Bullet in thirty thirteen. But had the red box was a red hot favourite, but had to work pretty hard uh, before storming home to win in thirty and fifteen. Um, four from 11 now, strong. I think we're going to see the best of her when she steps out over the, the 600 plus, but more than capable sprinter at the moment. And the other one, Dino Way for Michael Lalix. It had the yellow. It did a pretty good job in running down Double Up Bill, which was a red-hot favourite. Uh, this one ran seventh in the Ipswich Cup final, but like Jen's Joy, it's pretty strong. So I think we'll see it coming over the border uh, plenty of times leading into that summer carnival, Dino Way. Dino Way along with Jen's Joy. We go to Angle Park and Adhana Rico is the one to Blake Book. Yeah, this was an interesting one because Adana Rico, the ex-Victorian, recently won the Gawler Cup leading all the way there. Uh, the connection stepped it up to the to the 600 or the 595. Had the blue, led all the way. Did get a little bit tight at the finish, but you, you just sort of expect that first run over the 595. When, uh, the winner ran 34.09, which is moving along that record, 33.68. So I'm not sure whether they'll stick to the middle distance. I just don't know whether it'll get the 700 plus, uh, but 600 sprints uh, at Anarico is going to be pretty hard to beat. At Wentworth Park on Saturday night, Battle Tears race well. Yeah, Michael Ivers has got this one, and clearly it's one of the, the Tears breed. Uh, this one by Hooked on Scotch had a freaky Tears. It's only had four starts for three wins. Um, it's strong and just improving all the time. It had the red box, 29.71 it ran after finding early trouble. Not sure whether it'll stay there. Uh, Michael Ivers, when he gets one that can really run, normally sends them down to Robbie Britton in Victoria, but it's uh, got plenty ahead of it. So March 22, Welping, so it's very, very young Battle Tears from Wentworth Park on Saturday night. That's Battle Tears and Flying Zulu from Sandown on Thursday night. Yeah, another youngster, Jason Thompson's got this one. It's the same litter as Alpha Zulu. It's won six of seven now. It had box three. It began pretty well, 5.04 early, 29.02. It's run sensational times um, each and every time it's won. And uh, the mail is from the, from the kennel. It's the fastest dog that Thompson's have got. And when you consider what they do have... Uh, that's a huge uh, accolade to be putting on this one, Flying Zulu. It'll go around somewhere this week. It'll be short. I think most think it's a little bit tardy early, but we saw from that first section at Sandown last Thursday night it's starting to put it all together. It's, it's going to be a star of the future. We'll follow it closely. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, David. Jared Daffy joining us with the Greyhound Black Bookers. Let's go to racing analysts from New South Wales, racing, racing, racing New South Wales. Nick Birdie's on the line now. Nick, good morning. Good morning, David. How are you? Well, thanks. Uh, Peter and Paul Snowden had a good day at Rose Hill Gardens. Of course, Unspoken won the five diamonds, but their mayor, Miss Hellfire, resumed in race three. You liked the run? Yeah, I thought it was a really solid return. Um, it was coming off a, a bleed, so it was forward enough, but it was giving some horses that had been up for a while um, a fair bit of a fitness edge there, so wasn't suited to the race shape, and her sectional her run had a plenty of sectional merit. She was just out sprinted at the top of the straight, but I just really liked how she built through her gears. And that final 200 metres was really strong. So she can only improve off that. And 
I don't think the 1,100 metres was to her liking. I think she's more that 12, 1,300 metre type. So I think she's in for a uh, good prep, Miss Hellfire, and can definitely knock off a race uh, this campaign. Well, Gary Portelli trained Sumo Star, resumed on Saturday, ran into a smart one, Shadows of Love, but beat every other horse in the race. Yeah, just another one resuming so that we can follow now that the carnival's over through these benchmark races. And showed up really well leading into this. Had a pretty deep campaign there last prep. And look, he led them up on Saturday at a fast pace. He looked beaten multiple times in the straight. But I just liked how he never shirked his task to the line, holding on there for second. So he'll strip fitter for that and probably just one to follow uh, in a more similar grade this preparation as well. That's Sumo Star. And tell us about the run of Contemporary in the Godolphin Colours in the last race. Yeah, I'll be keen to back Contemporary next start. Now, it's just got the strong platform and just looks ready to peak their third up and had the pace against, made a long sustained sprint. And when you break down its splits, it just had to exert way too much energy between the six to the two and just peaked on its run. So that'll bring him right on. He's a really good horse when, when he can find dry ground. So hopefully he gets another dry deck and he'll be hard to hold out in a similar grade as well. Contemporary next start. Contemporary. Good work, Nick. Thank you. Thanks, David. Have a nice day. Nick Burney joining us, nominating Miss Hellfire, Sumo Star and Contemporary to the Black Book. Let's turn our attention now to the Morphville Parks meeting on Saturday. Ben Scanner's back with us. Ben, once again, good morning. Hello again, David. Validated in the opening race. Uh, we were talking about Q-Man in press room, how well he's going. Validated ran third in this race. Tell us about the run. Yeah, he's a good quality horse, Validated, trained by Peter and Blender Blanche. First up, hadn't seen him since... Um, since late August, um, yeah, he was back and thought he made really good ground in a slick closing section as they got it, home 33.51, and, yeah, he was doing his best work late. I think he's a real parks horse either, um, Ballad. I think he's better better off on the bigger tracks, Murray Bridge, the outer track at Morphville, for example. Generally, um, it's pretty solid second up as well. He's uh, had a win and a second from three second up goes. So I think if next time we see him is on the outer track at Morville, be I'll be very happy to be on him. In the fifth race, Ammo of Moore won. It was expected to, to win or be hard to beat. It was the favourite. But the horse that was the runner-up was Zafala, a $12 chance caught your eye. Yeah, it did a, did a really good job this um this girling, he spent a fair bit of time with uh, Tony and Calvin McAvoy and uh, Darren McLeod, who trains out of Gawler, uh, took over the train of, training of him um, this campaign. And he had, he's had three runs for the for the new stable. And I thought Saturday's run showed that he's um, pretty much ready to roll now. He's uh, he was well beaten in those first two runs, but on Saturday I thought he did a did a really good job. He um, finished off really strongly and. Um, yeah, I think a similar kind of race. Again, I think he might be a horse who could be better on the outer track as well. But, um, yeah, I think these 2,000-plus races, um, similar kind of grade to this, he's a rating 6-3. I think he can he can pinch one of these city races. Let's talk about the run of the Guava. Shane Cale trains, Todd Panel Road, and finished uh, a close third in race seven behind Master at Arms and then Jopin. Yeah, um... This gilding is an Akeem Mafid, and we've, um, we've actually seen him in, in Adelaide before when he was trained by Patrick Payne, and he, he actually won at the Parks track earlier on this year. Um, this was his third run for the new stable now with Shane Cale at Strathalbyn, and, yeah, he was excellent. We talked about uh, Master at Arms and the fact that he uh, he ran a good race, and he's now pushing on to that um, Happy Trails final, and 
thought that Grimey did a really good job. He was back and it was a day where it actually was tough to make ground. You need you want to be up near the speed and near the rail, which can happen quite often at, at, on the parks track at Moorville. And the Grimey kind of had to race against that pattern. He was back and in the middle of the track and got beaten less than a less than a length. He was was really good late and I think kind of showed that Shane Kale's worked him out and got him at the peak of his game now. So he's absolutely ready to roll. I think uh, next time you see him, he'll be very very competitive. And in the final race, the last of eight, Cherokee misses a sparingly race filly for Richard and Chantel Jolly. She ran fourth and she was a $15 chance, but she's going into the black book. Yeah, she's third up as well. Um, that stable, as we've talked about, is absolutely flying at the moment. Got some really good quality, um, good runners. And um, I think this filly, she's a prior three-year-old, just had the six runs up. I think she's going to be a city winner before too long. She's another one who had to race against the pattern. She got back... Um, she drew barrier nine and Carly Crowther ele- elected to drop her back and yeah she was finishing off really strongly beaten her just over two lengths behind Santastico who was up on the speed Nasho who ran second was also up on the speed so Cherokee Cherokee miss raced against the pattern raced really well I think when she can get a get a race where she can settle a little closer to the speed and there's there's not a um, not as much of a, of a bias um, yeah she'll be uh, very very competitive Cherokee miss out of the last. Good on you, Ben. Thanks for that. Thanks, David. Ben Scadden joining us from Adelaide. Darren Clayton's with us now to Black Book 3 from the Harness Racing World. Good morning, Darren. Morning, David. We raced at Albion Park on Friday afternoon. The first one you'll go to Black Book is a horse called Hay Bale Hustler. Yeah, just a uh, a two-year-old filly, this one, trained by Wayne Graham. Now, drew sort of middle of the line, went back in the early stages... Reasonable sort of steady tempo early. Shane Graham let her loose down the back straight and she ran a a pretty solid third quarter, broke 28 for that third quarter where most of the other runners were sort of around the the 28 and a half, 29 mark and she loomed up strongly and sort of looked like she was going to go straight on by but just peaked a little bit on the run. Eventually she was five metres from the winner, that winner, RD's Miracle, shot through along the passing lane. Haybell Hustler five metres away in fourth place. Uh, like I said, just peaked on the run. I think they might have learnt a little bit out of that run and I'll be following her going forward. Escobar is a horse with ability and what did we see on Friday to suggest that it can win next start? Yeah, he was second up from a spell there on Friday. Um, had drawn gate five, went back or sort of slid across, found running line cover in the early stages. It was probably not overly strong first half over the mile for that grade. They've only gone uh, 58-7, 28-2 and 30.5 and he just sat in. When he finally let let down and cut, made his run, um, it really only turned into a, a pretty steady trip home but he was making good ground. He only got beaten a neck behind Mr Fonzie who got the perfect trip in behind the speed and shot through along the passing lane while Escobar, he was running on late. He's covered... Um, a fair bit of ground over the closing stages in getting there and I think third up he'll be fitter and he'll find the right race That's Escobar and Albion Park on Saturday night Lockenvar Jag is the black booker Yeah this guy's had three runs back from a spell now, probably hasn't really had much go his way and there on Saturday night uh, had drawn outside the second line so uh, was always going to face a task there over the 2100 Uh, 
He made a good challenge through the middle stages. He's run the fastest middle half out of the race. He ran 56.93 from the from the 1,200 to the 400. He's ran the fastest last mile out of the race and covered the most ground out of any horse in that race as well. So uh, I think sectionally that tells a story. He wasn't beaten too far. Eight metres behind the winner pocket the cash. He just needs a little bit of luck. He's going to certainly win in that grade. Like I say, three runs now. Hasn't had much go his way. We'll stick with him. Lock and Varjag. Good on you. Thanks, Darren. Cheers, David. Thank you. Darren Clayton joining us. Colin McNiff is called calling the Hobart Barrier Trials this morning. So he's done the videos and, as, as he said, impressed him. A busy week with three meetings and a set of trials as well. And he's going to nominate Tony Nakoni out of the Devonport trials. They trialled at Devonport on Tuesday. I'm pretty sure that Colin has... Um, nominated Tony Nakoni in the past from the trials and he's got a good strike rate when he sees these horses trial so mark him down ready to resume Colin liked the trial Tony Nakoni and the two that raced from Launceston on Wednesday night a horse called Rubble on the Double caught Colin's eye so follow Rubble on the Double and Bao Bun spelled B-A-O B-A-O-B-U-N two words from Hobart on Saturday uh, did enough to suggest that it will be hard to beat next time out. So Tony Nakani out of the trials, rubble on the double from Launceston and Bowbun from the Hobart meeting. That's Blake Bookers for Monday the 13th of November. Hopefully a few winners there for you in the weeks to come. Have a good day. Bye-bye.